Okay, my guest today on the Pocket Mastermind podcast uh, is Nate Payo, all the way from hopefully sunny California. <laughs> but it's probably sunnier than it is here today, that's for sure. Uh, Nate's the host of the All In podcast, uh, where he's sharing his journey um, going into the uncomfortable, I think it's fair to say, um, and to demonstrate the power um, of what can happen when you expand and uh, leverage your network. So, Nate, a very warm welcome to the Pocket Mastermind podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here for sure. So how's things going? It's going good. Um, you're right. It is a sunny day. It's probably going to be in the high 90s, so it's going to be a oh, little wow. hot humid out here. But um, other than that, it, it's been you know pretty pretty good considering uh, the world that we're living in today. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> been a roller coaster <laughs> right there. It, it the really, last few months it, you couldn't have written it yeah it's it's just when you think like there's no more surprises like what else could go crazy it's like holy moly this is is absurd somebody somebody was telling me the other day we're like talking like imagine how like weird it's gonna be when you get to the end of the year new year's eve and they do that like rewind of like the highlights of the year and you always watch yes, that dude. stuff and you're gonna go oh my god that happened last year like kobe bryant died this year you know yeah, and you, you just yeah. it feels like it was a million years ago like True. but it was not that long ago it's not even like it's two or three so months right, ago yeah <laughs> I, it's, been a, it's been a whirlwind you've still got the presidential elections to go yet <laughs> anything could happen <laughs> It's <laughs> still a long ways ways to go. It is a long way to go. We're not even not actually quite halfway yet. So um, yeah, be interesting. So I think you you know when I just broke, spoke briefly, and um, I think we're kind of on a similar a similar path here. We've we kind of set up um, our podcasts um, this year, and I think it seems like similar motivations. So I was really interested to see you know really what got you started. You talk a bit about um, you know being sitting on the on the sidelines watching other people get their success and you realize that you're kind of lacking that there's there's a lack of drive or some kind of motivation to nail your own goals and mm-hmm. i'm intrigued to learn a bit more about what that was like for you and then what what's when did the trigger find you know go and say right i'm, I'm going to do something different here yeah so a lot of things kind of led up to say just about a year ago and you know i've i've had um a lot of good success with my um, career, with my job, just a lot of it just showing up every day, asking for more opportunities, plugging away and rising through the ranks. But I had always felt like I wanted to do more. I wanted to impact more people. I wanted to do bigger things. So like, you know, I've always been a student of continuous education and self-growth, self-motivation and that stuff. So when I was kind of getting going in my career, I was reading all the books, you know, the Tony Robbins and mm-hmm. stuff like that, anything that's kind of in that genre. And I was like, if I only put my mind to it, like I can, I can, you know, break through it and, and make a, make a big splash. And I think when I was coming up in my career, it was, it was still very much about like a me centered goal. Like, you know, I want to get to a level of income, this, I want to get this title, this, I want to you know, be rich and famous, this. Mm-hmm. So every time I would kind of get started with an idea, um, and, I, and I've had businesses that I did for a few years, and I've had businesses I did for a few minutes, you know, like, like mm-hmm. ideas. But every time I would kind of get to this, this turning point of you got to kind of put yourself out there a 
bit more than you already are. You got to kind of like, hey, if you if you want to um, be be uh, influencing a lot of people, making making them you know inspired to do bigger things, you have to be um, a little bit more open kimono. You have to you know share a side of yourself that you have to do, and and you're doing it in a place where you already have self doubt that you're good enough to do it. You got a little bit of imposter syndrome. So you're like, who am I to be an expert on X, Y, Z to say this stuff? I'm an, I'm a moron. Like I just need to put my head down and plug away at my career. And I would put it away and I'd shelve it. And this happened like over and over again. Like I would put it away and I'd go, okay, we're, we, we tried that. It wasn't work. Just stay focused on what you're good at. Like, and that itch would come back and I'd get going again. Mm-hmm. And then I would put it away because I'd get uncomfortable. And this probably happened, you know, over the course of the last, say, 15 to 20 years. Um, and then also along that path, um, you know, I would set goals for myself and they would be like one-year, five-year goals. And the one-year goals, especially if they were like to try to get out of my comfort zone, they weren't happening fast enough. So that would be another thing that I'd get frustrated with. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, this isn't really taking off. Everybody else is so much better than me. Like they, if I post something, it gets a lot of like, or I don't get any likes, but theirs is taking off. Like, why mm-hmm. can't I figure it out? Like, and then I would put it away. But, but when I'd have career goals, like I'd be the same frustrated too. But like, I look back at what my five, 10 year goals were, you know, five, 10 years ago, and I've exceeded those immensely, like way more so than I ever possibly thought I would. Like if I told my, you know, 15 year ago self, like, Hey, this is where you'll be at in life. I'd have been like, Holy shit, you made it. And I've been like, no, I'm, I'm still like looking for the next like thing. It, it's still yeah. like when you're chasing your own goals, I feel like you never get finished. It's like, okay, I checked the box. We got to keep going. Like you don't yeah. find this sense of fulfillment. It's, it's just, it's this constant cycle. This has all come together in a minute. So, so I kind of was looking at like, Hey, self doubts driving you, you know, from, from doing big things. Mm-hmm. Um, you've always get frustrated because you're not patient enough, but you've exceed yourself in, in a five-year plan. Like, so, so whatever you plan to do in a bunch of years out, you always go blow and buy it and exceed your expectations. So I'm kind of seeing the, a couple of things that I'm identifying. You got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to be patient. Big things will happen. And then the last one was networking. So I had come up through my career, like, like most people, you, you get your first job and your performance is based on your individual outcome, which can be tracked a lot of times daily. Like, did you enter enough things into the widget it? you know, and like, did you push, push enough buttons, you know, and if you did enough buttons and you did good, and if you didn't do enough, you did bad. But as you move up in your career, you start getting management responsibilities and it becomes less about what you can individually do and what you can gather a team around to do. So networking comes in to, to play there. So I would be, I'm in, in um, construction. I do a lot of purchasing and contracting and negotiation. So you start relying on a lot of your vendors to execute the plan. And you have to kind of go out there and develop relationships because you want somebody that you can call. If you have a problem, they can solve it for you. If you have a problem with their company's performance, they will get back to you. They'll resolve it. So you start building this network of people and you start realizing, hey, the better relationships I have with people, I kind of do my job a little bit better because I do my job a little bit better. I kind of get paid a little bit more. 
so then you go, okay, well, I don't like networking. Like it's uncomfortable. I feel stupid going out there. I feel like I got to hand out cards. Everybody wants to sell me something. You know, I'm going to get stuck in this conversation. Nobody wants to let me out of. So I, I would avoid it. But then I started kind of like finding my niche of like, okay, these are kind of cool people. I'll hang out with these people, but I won't talk to everybody else. These would be like the people I'd, okay, hey, just because we work together, they'd probably be my bar buddies anyways, you know, so we'd hang out at the bar and close the bar down at network units. But I started kind of getting to a role uh, where I'm at now, but this was about five years ago, and they're like, hey, we, we need more information. And I didn't have the resources. I didn't have the connections to get the information that, that my company was wanting to do. I was like, oh, I, I have a limited network. I need to build and expand it. I need to meet other people, people that I didn't know I'd be super comfortable with hanging out with them because I, I guess I never gave it the chance. So I started networking with more and more people that weren't inside my little circle. And wouldn't you know it, I started making friends. I started liking you know, going to these networking events because it wasn't like, oh, I'm always hanging out with the, the same five or six people, but I was hanging out like I'd go person to person to person. And they're always like just amazing friendships that started developing. And again, once again, the career started going bigger and better again. So I was like, okay, I should apply this to um, a couple other areas. One, I, I need to go national. I need to get outside of my um, local industry and, and meet all the national manufacturers and the national sales reps. So I started doing that again, start making a bunch of connections over time, develop some friendships, good relationships, and it's paying off dividends, which is weird because like if somebody said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to have you go to this trade show in this like ideal destination location. You're going to stay at a nice hotel and you're going to go socialize with a bunch of people. You're going to have all your meals paid for. There's going to be an open bar. They're going to, you know, have a nice dinner for you. You go, Oh, that's, that's just like a goof off time. Like I'm just getting paid to go lollygag for two days. But what happens is, is like two or three years later, you're establishing a relationship where you're able to save the company hundreds of thousands of dollars. And you don't like when you're, when you're starting your career, you go, Oh, I just punched stuff in the keyboard and I see my results that day. Mm -hmm. When you become more of a manager, more of a networker relationship, like it takes time to, to see the results of your efforts. And so like it starts making sense like, oh, I'm not just goofing off. I'm actually developing relationships that are going to pay dividends in the future. So I was also had an interest in um, entrepreneurship and and kind of you know, this start stop thing I was talking about before, but I was kind of in a position where I was like, Hey, I don't really want to try to start something because one, I don't want to go like build something and work for free for a few years and hope mm -hmm. it works or it doesn't work Two, I don't have any ideas. So that's another problem. That's, the, that's probably the hardest <laughs> bit. <isn't it>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was like, Hmm, like what could I do? And I was like, Oh, well the stuff I like about starting up in a business is like the strategy and the planning and the, and the getting it, the, getting the ball going and figuring out what you're going to do and executing it. I was like, Oh, maybe I could advise startups like in, in some sense. And so, I go, hey, I don't know anybody in startup world. I don't know how you get involved. I don't know how you tell a good company from a bad company. So I was like, but I do know because I've networked before. I know if I go hang out in those places, I'm going to get introduced to some people that do, and they're going to plug you into that ecosystem. So I started hanging out with some incubators and some pitch contests. And I, you know, one thing led to another. I started advising 
some startup companies. So all this was kind of happening. And, and about last year, I had this epiphany, which was, hey, every time you put in a bunch of effort into networking, getting out of your comfort zone, and helping others, you start seeing big things happen in your career. One thing I want to go back to on, on the networking thing is during this process, I realized that networking was more powerful, not when me and you made a relationship. That was good, but what was really, really powerful was with you had a problem and I knew somebody that could solve it mm -hmm. or vice versa. You had a solution, somebody else had the problem and I would make that connection. So somebody said, hey, I really want to get in front of David. He's my, he's my ideal client. I know him, like I'll call him up and I'll get you a lunch with him. Like, and making an introduction like that and then them going, hey, you know, you, you introduced me to that vendor. They did a fantastic job. We loved using them. And they're like, hey, I can't believe you got me in. We're gonna be doing a bunch of business together. And then I was like, hey, this is really fulfilling. Like, this is that fulfillment I think I was looking for when I was always chasing my own goals. So, so I started thinking, okay, if I really like the fulfillment of helping others through this networking, like how could I expand my networking? How could I help more people? How could I scratch this entrepreneurship itch? And how could I, knowing if I did this, get over that feeling of dread when I get out of my comfort zone and I start putting myself out there, especially cause like I was starting to think about doing this, like how could I put myself out there and people like what will they think if they know me as nate purchasing guy and i start putting myself out there as like a, a guy that posts a bunch of stuff on social media because i wasn't ready to podcast just and it hadn't really occurred to me yet i was just like hey i'm gonna network a bunch like what would happen if i if i really went crazy with my networking and tried to develop as many really deep good personal relationships as i could over like a five-year period not just like collect cards and collect followers and stuff like that, but really get to know somebody in a conversation and be able to support them. And the, so I was like, how would I do that? And I was like, I need to probably make life easier for me and not always seek out people, but find a way for people to seek me. And that means like, Hey, I got to post more on social media. I got to develop a little bit of a following and I got to like do all this stuff. That's really uncomfortable. So about the same time, a friend of mine in the industry, she's uh, on the sales side. She started posting all this stuff that she was going into this like life coaching path. And I was like, hmm, what are you doing? Like everybody knows you as sales gal that's a rock star salesperson. And you're, and you're posting all this stuff about life coaching. It's like, you know, like the obvious thing is like, what are you doing? Like, what are you abandoning? Like what you're really, really good at to go do this other thing that – who knows what it's going to be? So I was like, I got to talk to her. So we went to lunch. We had this like long conversation about it. She's like, you know, I really feel called to do this. And she had a lot of the same feelings around uh, life and fulfillment and life and serving others that I did. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's how I feel too. But like, how do you reconcile? Like everybody knows you as this and you're stepping out as that. Like, do they still think you're this? She's like, you know what? It doesn't really matter because I'm doing what's right for me. And I got to look at my own self first and it doesn't really matter what everybody else thinks. And, and what I found is when I quit caring what everybody else thinks, like nobody did care. Like they, they supported me in everything I was doing. And I was like, that's amazing. She's like, you just got to kind of start doing things that make you feel uncomfortable. She called it like a social media hangover. Like you post something on social media 
and immediately after you go oh shit what did i do that for like i gotta take that down like somebody's gonna read that and think i'm nuts and she's like you just gotta leave it up there and it was weird because i would do that these were like dumb posts too they were just kind of like you know motivational statement or something like hey i'm dealing with this or i want to do this and I would do it. And I'd be like, I got to take that down. But I was like, nope. I talked to Michelle. She said, you know, you just got to work through it. So I was like, I'll just ignore it. Like, I'll pretend like I didn't do it and see what happens. And like, lo and behold, like, you know, people would come back. They'd like it. They'd comment on it. And they'd be supportive of it. I mean, I mean, I know, like, once you do it a lot, you start getting your haters. But it was interesting to see that people were supporting it and, and kind of reaching out. So I was like, hey, maybe, maybe she's on to something. So then I started posting more and I started talking about some struggles I was going through. And all of a sudden people were like kind of relating to that. They're relating to this other side of me and they'd say, Hey, I really like what you're posting because I struggle with those same things too. And and I don't know how to, um, you know, kind of handle it. And I was like, yeah, me either. But I feel like if you bring attention to it, it makes people realize they're not all alone and there's other avenues. Like, and and what the thing was, it was just kind of like, overusing casual drinking like you're not rock bottom alcoholic but you just kind of find like hey i drink like three or four beers every day like mm-hmm. like i can't go just two on the weekend because the, the go sunday monday tuesday wednesday third it's just like it's 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 holding me back and i was like how do you kind of go to all these networking events where everybody's drinking yeah, and true. not drink yeah. like you go hey i want to i want i want to go like a few few weeks without drinking but there's a, a a mixer on wednesday night like how am i get everybody drinks at this thing like i'm just gonna have one or two i'm not gonna get hammered but i'm gonna have two and if i have two on wednesday i'm gonna have two on thursday mm-hmm. and people are in the same boat they're like i struggle with that too so so i was just kind of open about it and i was like hey people are kind of digging this there's something to being more open and about this, this is probably in October and people were responding well to what I was doing. I was like, Hey, if I want to really um, network and connect with people, I need to kind of like, I should document this a little bit more and I should do it a little bit bigger. What would be bigger? So I, I was considering a podcast and I was like, what, what would I do it about? You know, I don't want to be defined as like, one thing because i was like hey if i just talk about business i also like fitness i also like you know talking about other personal issues or or stuff like that so i was like "Hmm, what could it be but i really like networking and networking has a lot to do with um getting to know what somebody else is about but also for finding relatable subjects was like maybe i could go down this path then i heard a gary vaynerchuk video where he says hey the podcast is um essentially like that kid in high school that parents went away for the weekend so he had he wasn't that cool but he had the parties at his house because he had the parties at his house the cool kids came and by default he became the cool kid podcast is the same way you start podcasting and you're able to connect with people you normally wouldn't have had the opportunity to talk to you can punch out of your weight class you can reach out to somebody that like you know have you ever read an author and you go, hey, I'd just love to talk to them for an hour. If you call them up, they're probably going to call you back. But if you say, hey, I got a podcast. You want to come on my podcast? They're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, yeah. So it opens a lot of doors. So I was like, I got to do this. And it was a lot of uncomfortable feelings leading up to it. But I set a date um, and launched. And um, right before um, 
all the, the COVID-19 stuff started happening. So I was kind of at the point struggling with logistics wise. And I was, I had the idea that the podcast would be like very happy hour-ish. Like, Hey, mm -hmm. what's it like when you go meet somebody for a coffee or a beer and you have a conversation for an hour and you, and like you leave and you go, man, that was a really cool meeting. Like there's so many cool ideas we had. I thought people would find value. So I was like, how mm -hmm. would you do this? And I was trying to like meet people record and I was just like, really wasn't convenient. And I was having like struggles with audio and I was having struggles mm -hmm. with the quality of the sound. And, and I was like, this is going to be a nightmare. Cause I was just asking people I actually personally knew. So I was like, what happens if I ask somebody I don't know? And like, they're like, well, I, you know, I'm an hour and a half away from you. Well, you're not going to, I'm not going to make you drive to me. I'm going to come to you. And like, where am I going to find a bar or a coffee shop that's appropriate, but it's not too crowded, you know, not mm -hmm. too dark, like, this is just gonna be a nightmare. And um, then they said, Hey, you can't go out and about. I was like, screw it. I guess, you know, everybody else that I've been talking to doing podcasting was on zoom. So I'll just roll a zoom for a bit. And um, it started like kind of getting into a habit getting into a rhythm. And one of my things that I was always scared about when I started was I'm not going to find enough people to talk to. And that turned out to be like not the case. Like once you just kind of like start, like if you, if it's, it's the same thing with it, with any networking thing, if you want to learn how to podcast, go hang out where podcasters are. Mm -hmm. So you start kind of following like, who's, who's somebody in my, this podcast world. That's kind of like, like for me, I was like, who's been doing it for two or three years. And they've developed a, a rhythm. They've developed some success around. They weren't like huge, like, you know, massive followings, Joe, Joe Rogan style. Yeah. They're just like, <laughs> hey, they've been doing it and they're making some money off of it and they're doing pretty well for themselves. So I started following a few of these people and then they had Facebook groups and then you go into the Facebook group and the Facebook group consists of people that are just as beginning as you to people that were like advanced and been doing it for a while and everybody's super cool and they're to give you advice and all this stuff. So once you start doing like, hey, I'm going to do a podcast, it wasn't a problem finding people. And so mm -hmm. because I've been stay at home. I was like, hey, I could use the time before work and the time after work where I'd normally be driving to to record episodes. And all of a sudden I just was just having these amazing conversations with everybody. And I, I've been loving it. And and to me, I never started off to be a podcaster. And I wouldn't consider myself like, hey, that's the end goal is to have a really big podcast. Mm -hmm. Like it's really the, the end goal is to see what happens when you really put yourself out there. You're open to meeting as many people as you can. You're going to get exposed to ideas and opportunities you've never thought were possible. Mm -hmm. And something's going to stir up in your life that's really going to make a huge impact. And you're going to find this, this path that's going to bring you a lot of fulfillment. Or it's going to be a total disaster and somebody <laughs> can watch this whole thing that goes, hey, what, let, let me show you where you're, you're, you went off the rails. So either way, I was just kind of like, hey, I'm just going to be whatever it is, ride the wave and see where it goes. And it's turned out to be amazing. Just, um, I was talking to another guy that does podcasts and we're just saying the podcast is like almost irrelevant. Like it should mm -hmm. be, it's just the conversation I'm having. Like I have a chance to chat with somebody for a half hour, 45 minutes about life experiences and such. And then you go, Oh, get, you know, we recorded it. And so let's just put it up. But you know, that I don't really go back to, you know, the ins and outs of like, really the editing and, yeah. and the crisp and clear. I'm just like, we had a conversation. Like that's what I wanted to do. And I wanted to document the conversation. So that's kind of been my journey. Um, and it's been a ton of fun so far. Yeah. It's, it sounds listening to you talk there. It's so many parallels. It's, it's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, I was going to say to you, 
how have you found because I, I i saw that you you launched literally like early march right mid march yeah yeah like that, right yep. and um we were you know pretty similar the idea kind of came to life back end of last year uh spent the first couple of months kind of planning a bit and and leading up to it we managed to and and like you that we were you know how do we record in person start with some people that we know we recorded i think three in person and then the lockdown came and it was suddenly mm -hmm. ah the whole plan has <laughs> the whole plan has changed but zoom has come to the rescue and thanks to zoom you and i are now talking yeah. today and had I stuck with the original plan, I probably wouldn't have gone much more than 50 or 100 miles away from where I am. I'd have probably been more difficult to 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 find people to, to talk to at appropriate times, like you say, in appropriate locations. So in many ways, this whole situation that's come along has probably been great for people like you and I. It, it really has. It just, I think it makes you um more comfortable with one being in a in a teleconference so so like you're at work you can do it better or if you want to network and connect with somebody it's not like at first you say hey you want to get on a facetime call with somebody you ever met like six months ago you're like no, no way, way. Like, <laughs> 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 so and now it's just like yeah let's jump on and um you know like like you said with the time zones like some days i'm doing them at 6 a.m and i'm just like roll out of bed and like i haven't even like cleaned up or anything <laughs> and other days it's at the end of the day and i'm like just a mess from from the day and it's like yeah we, we don't worry about it it's cool and you're right like you're able to chat with somebody all across the world and i think it's not just limited to podcasting, but it's, mm -hmm. it's really anything you have an interest in, you can get super connected to. Like if you just had some really, really like niche hobby that like 10 people in the world had, but they were like devout to it, mm -hmm. you're going to be able to figure out who they are and get on a, a conference call with them and chit chat about it yes, and encourage each other to do things and, and explore through it. And so then if you said, Hey, you know, I have this interest in something that, you know, there's 10 people in the world are interested in, but like, how do I get connected to them? Like, it's very easy to nowadays. And I think that'll allow people to kind of like, uh, you'll, you'll have like your, your local friends that are out of convenience because they live down the street, but you're also going to connect with um, people that you have a lot of common interest in. And you'll, you'll be like this, you know, I, I, kids, I think, that grew up um, millennials and, and lower are a little bit different because I think they grew up being used to digital uh, communication. Like my, mm -hmm. my cousin's in his twenties and he has friends from Xbox that like he's never met in person. And, you know, that's to, to us, it's like, yeah, it's kind of goofy. You never met. But I think there's going to be a lot of that in the future. So you're going to have like really tight, close friends that like, you're like, Oh, well I, I do, I've never met him in person. He yeah. lives in Australia. And like, but guess what? If I ever go on vacation in Australia, like guess who I'm calling and, and hook it up. And so I think that'll change. Like imagine being able to like go, you go on a vacation to another country and you're like, okay, I'm going to do the tourist stuff, you know? And you're like, but I want to do it differently, but I don't know anybody in this country I'm going to like, you're able to create relationships with somebody. Maybe like, you know, if I went to where you're at, I might, you know, call you and say, Hey, what's up? Yeah. We might not meet, but you might be like, Hey, you got to do these other 10 things. And if you want to go that if you're in that town, 
you know, everybody tells you to go to this restaurant, but that's a tourist restaurant. Go to this one instead. That's, that's the real, that's yeah. where the locals go. And you're like, Oh, cool. So you're just going to get a whole better experience just by being able to communicate with a million yeah. people that you never thought possible. So it's, it's a ton of fun. It just really is. It is. I've, I've loved every second, but hearing you talk about the, the networking stuff, I guess I'm exactly the same. Like I spent years almost actively avoiding networking situations i just thought what do you talk about in these awkward Mm -hmm. walking into a room full of people i didn't know was my idea of absolute hell (laughs) (laughs) to then start doing this really was um kind of a massive step out into the into into outside of my comfort zone and um but i've loved every second of it you know Mm -hmm. I, i i think if i probably should have done something like this 10 years ago obviously maybe not podcasting but there should have been something that i probably did push myself out and and you know not be shy in that kind of situation really Mm -hmm. yeah i look back like what i would tell my 10 20 year ago self there's there's two things one i would have said um do do the things that you think you're gonna have time for later that you know like you can't i can't not that I can't do it, but it's not as easy. But like when you're younger and you don't have a mortgage and you don't have like bills to pay and debt and and kids, you have a lot less responsibilities. So, so you might say like, well, I could never afford to go backpack through, you know, Europe or through Asia because of X, Y, Z. I'm building my career. But it's like, once you add those other things in there, like it's even harder to do yeah, it. So yeah, like do that, do that stuff as a young person with less responsibilities to say, go out and kind of do, do a, a, a pilgrimage of some kind to, to find yourself and to start building your network. Cause that would be the, I always tell all the people that work for me, like, Hey, it takes time. It's two things in your, in whatever you're in career, business, whatever that can't be replaced about you. Like that's your experience and education and your, and your network. All those two things, they, you take with you, you know, somebody else can probably come in and do your job and punch numbers into the keyboard, you know, like the life goes on. You're not like everybody's, nobody's indispensable to any company, but the experience, your education, your network, you take with you. And that's going to give you success wherever you go in life. And neither one happened overnight. You can't get experience and education overnight. You can't get a network of good connections overnight either. You can buy followers. That's not the same as a, I need a job. Who am I going to call that can kind of tell me, you know, get me plugged into looking or I need somebody to fill a role. Who can I call to, you know, provide me a referral? Those are the things that take, take time to build up. And, and you really never know who's the, who those people are. They're going to make a ma- massive dif- difference in your life. Like when I was getting going, you just kind of go, oh, these are dudes that I work with either work for me or work in the same industry. And I kind of casually see them around here and there. And you don't think nothing of it. And then next thing you know, 10, 15 years later, you're like, shit, these are all people I rose up in the, my career with and like went up together with and like we're tight and connected now. But what if I'd stayed tight and connected with more of these people yeah. that I didn't, you know? So I'm a big believer is, is start building your network earlier and just give, be patient. It, it doesn't have to be go out, collect cards. It doesn't have to be this arduous thing where you go, if I go to this event, I got to pass out a hundred cards. I got to collect a hundred cards and I got to tell people what I do a hundred thousand times. And I got to ask for a sale. It's really just go in. What I do is I go in and I say, Hey, who are two or three people that I haven't 
met before that I could have a meaningful 10-minute conversation with and follow up for like a coffee or something within a couple of weeks. I mean, obviously, you know, we're not meeting person now, but, but basically, if you go with that idea of just like, hey, it's two 10-minute conversations. Can you do that? And can you do a follow-up? So you have, you have a, you have like, you don't have that awkward, like, Hey, I'm talking to somebody for like a few bits and you're like, uh, I got to go use the bathroom. And so you can break loose. <laughs> but you're just like, Hey, da, 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 let's, let's connect over lunch or mm-hmm. coffee. You know, here's my card. I'll send you an email tomorrow. We've got our information. Let's do it. Let's rock it. And then you kind of just, you know, go through your thing. And then if you're uncomfortable and you, you got those two people, then you're free to go. You know, you don't have to stay the whole time. If you're uncomfortable, you've, you've done what you needed to do. And if you repeat that, you know, every week you start seeing the same people, you start becoming, they become less strangers. They're more friends and it becomes a lot easier. And then you start going, Hey, how can I connect? Like you, you you go in, you know this, you go in and you go, oh shit, I'm nervous. I'm going to not know anybody. I'm just going to stand on the wall and hope, hope somebody talks to me. So you go, well, nobody's going to come up and talk to you. So why don't you be that person that goes up and talks to that other person that's standing up on the wall, looking like, wait for somebody to happen that thinks they're going to die. And you just chat with them for a bit and then go, if you know anybody there, grab them over. Hey, I want you to meet somebody else. Or even if you don't know anybody, like sometimes I'll just grab somebody I don't know and say, Hey, do you know my friend that I just met? And you make another connection and you let Mm -hmm. that conversation kind of go. And there's something about it with the energy starts building where like two or three people are having a conversation. They're engaged. The other people look over and say, Hey, they look like they're, good time people those are the people i want to go hang out and meet and you kind of attract a few more people so it it really is just a mindset shift of of looking at like hey what do you want to get out of it what's comfortable for you because it's it's unique you know some people are that type of person that can go in and say hi to fifty thousand people and have a small talk conversation with anybody and not be bored other people are more reserved and they're they're scared and they they avoid it so you find what works for you and then you just keep repeating it. And over time, like powerful things happen from it. Mm-hmm. Now, have you kind of developed a bit of a, 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 a what's the word, I guess, kind of a, a, an approach, um, kind of an icebreaker approach for people that you don't know that you go up and say, hey, is it just a, just an intro or is, um, you know, it, it, you can terrified of really, right? It's like, <laughs> What do I say? Hi, I'm I'm David, and um, uh, <laughs> you know? yeah. So I get it. You know, the the thing I try to remember is like, hey, at a networking event, everybody came there for a reason, and that was to meet other people, or they feel like they they should be there because they're supposed to meet other people. Maybe they actually don't want to meet people because they're a little bit nervous. But once you realize that everybody's there to meet somebody else, one. It's not weird to go up and start chatting with them like if it was if you bumped into them, like just start chatting up people at the grocery store. So too, um, people like talking about themselves, you know, and that that's the easiest way to get a conversation going is make it about the other person. So you, you can go up and the simplest thing, of course, is to say, hey, hi, what do you do? You know, that's, that's an easy way to do it. You know, although sometimes people are a little bit reserved to start talking about themselves right off the bat. So it takes a little while to get the conversation going. But I usually find that uh, if somebody has something um, unique to their appearance, not like, you know, they, they got like six eyeballs, but like, <laughs> you know, they, they wear a certain piece of clothing that kind of stands out. Like mm-hmm. they, they did that for a specific reason that it 
you know, that means something to them. So if they have a, a really nice watch or a really nice ring, or they're wearing a, you know, a, a, a hat that stands out, or they're wearing like bold shoes, you know, like you just kind of like look at what is somebody doing mm-hmm. that you, you can tell that they, they were deliberate and putting on that day because it means something to them. And then you ask them about that. So, uh, you know, easy one is like, Hey, that's really cool shoes that you're wearing, or I love your hat, or that's a really great watch. And, and they, they start, Hey, yeah, you know, I got this. And they, they tell you the story behind it or, or why, you know, what they do. And then it just kind of gets the ball rolling and, and it's, it's something. So that's usually what I do is try to find something on them that's relatable. You know, if they're wearing like a sports team, memorabilia you know then it's like that's easy hey you know you're a you're this sports team fan i'm this sports team fan and you just try to find something relatable that people can talk to and i think that also translates to digitally too like everybody just wants to send messages and say hey i sell all this stuff and it's the best thing ever you need to buy it you know nobody gives a shit like we get that messages all day long but if i go and i see your profile and i find out that like you like um a certain sports team i like or you went to the same college as i did or there's something that we share in common that has nothing to do with business then you make an introduction based on that and it's like yeah i I love you know that team or i love growing up there and and like did you ever go to that the, you know that hot dog stand that used to be there like yeah we used to go there on saturday nights and then all of a sudden you're just talking about stuff you both relate to and then it goes and what do you do oh i sell this oh you know what we buy that stuff that's kind of cool we should talk shop sometime and see if there's a way to work things out because you're building a friendship building a personal relationship first and and then then treat it as service too i think that's the other thing is is what makes people uncomfortable is they're they're afraid to ask because they feel like oh if i meet somebody i need to ask them for business and the way you get around that is you flip it you you go what can i do to serve you how can i support you and get them to tell you what they need help with and and it could be like hey i need this person to solve this business problem for me it might be like shit i'm struggling because my um hairstylist moved out of town and i don't have one and you go well i know somebody like let me introduce you it's making connections constantly and then people will be you know interested in what you have to say once you kind of develop this friendship and then they'll ask you hey what what do you do and if it's a fit they will ask you to come talk shop with them. And then you're not going, you're not doing the sale. You're not doing the pitch. It's, it's more of like, Hey, let's just talk about problems and solutions and see if it's a fit. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't no big deal. Those that's how you grow a big business, but it just takes, um, you know, a little bit of time to, to, to establish it. And it takes practice. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. You figure out like, your flow everybody's flow is different you know just like when you start a podcasting like your first episode you're like i'm gonna do it this way and you go Ooh, that didn't work and then i still you, it start- <laughs> I tell you what, I still, every everyone is still a bit different you know because it's yeah. still an experiment a little bit here and a little bit there what is yeah. uh i think it takes ages to kind of find what's what's the thing what's the real thing to kind of it, i think it'll always evolve to some degree right yeah for sure for sure and what kind of events you go to are they kind of specifically themed um does that make life a little bit easier everyone's there for a specific reason or is it, it generic kind of events i mean it kind of depends on what your your goals are so so my thing is you've heard the saying you know somebody got lucky because they're in the right place at the right time right well 
that rarely happens. Usually there's, there's right places, but you don't know when the right time is going to be there. So if you frequent the right places more often, the chances of the right time happening become better. So, so my thing is, is go to where the people are that are in alignment with your goals and objectives. So it could be business, it could be career, it could be hobbies. You know, hobbies is just another thing. Like if you want to learn a lot about a specific hobby, you know, you want to learn about Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you're probably going to learn more about Brazilian jiu-jitsu going to a jiu-jitsu dojo versus, or what do they call it a dojo, I don't know, or then going and hanging out, you know, at the baseball diamond like yeah. you might you might bump into somebody that's you know coaching his kid and he also coaches jujitsu but your chances of meeting somebody you're interested in is more likely in this spot mm-hmm. same thing with with networking for business like what are the your objectives if your objective is to meet people within your industry you want to research those trades those trade shows and go to those so a lot of those are like local mixers of of industry like for us we have the thing called the building industry which is everybody that's a builder and everybody that's a subcontractor is part of it. And then there's little offshoot groups within it, like a sales and marketing group or purchasing group. And you, you just kind of go where it makes sense to go. And then we have national trade shows and we have stuff that you go to like in Las Vegas and they're huge, massive, like auditorium stuff, you know, 30, 40,000 square feet mm-hmm. places, probably even bigger than that. And you just walk around and you collect cards and, information or other ones you go and you do like um, sit down meetings face to face with people but the more you go to these things the more comfortable you are so that's like one thing if you're like hey i want to be very industry specific but that might not work if you're you know if your your customers or your business that you deal with is community based so like if you're like a hairdresser or a realtor you know going to hang out with a whole bunch of realtors isn't it's good, but it's not the best. You're probably better hanging out with people within the community that are going to know people that are looking to buy and sell houses. So then it's like chamber mixers, you know, grand openings, anything that's kind of going on in the communities you serve, that's where you want to show your face. And, and if you just want to say, Hey, look, I just want to meet and hang out with interesting people. You know, what are the things that are interesting to you um, and kind of hang out in those spaces and you're bound to meet people that you can connect with and, and take it a little further. So, you know, like with podcasting, like there's not a podcasting networking mixer down the street for me. Like you go online and you find out where they're at. They're in Facebook groups and you chat with them and you go on other groups and you just start having conversations and it'll lead to where you want to go. Uh, any um, last advice you'd give to anybody who is, you know, maybe the five year ago you or 10 year ago you, um, same kind of discomforts, that kind of thing. What would you say to, to somebody in that position now? I would say that that voice in your head that's telling you you're not good enough or people are laughing at you or people are not going to take you seriously or even to the opposite of like what happens, you know, sometimes people think they're not enough and other times people think, shit, am I being too much? Like that happens to me a lot. Am I like, am I just overboard? And like, people are like, going, slow down. You're crazy. Like those are the stories that you're telling yourself in your head. You know, they're, they're all a fiction of your imagination. So be yourself, your version of you and put it out there. And if you're, you're, you're timid, start slow. If you're over the top, be over the top, put that side of you out there because eventually you're going to find your tribe of people that love what you have to do. You're a very unique individual. Nobody else has the same life experiences you have. So even if you're saying the same message, me and you could be saying the same message, but 
you got a better accent than I do. So somebody's going to like hearing it a little bit better and they're going to like, Oh, Hey, that's, that I, it resonates with me. It didn't resonate hearing it from Nate, but resonated from hearing it from you. So, so you remember that somebody's going to find your, your voice and they're going to relate to it. And you almost have a responsibility to share your struggle, your journey with somebody, because it's, it's going to inspire somebody. Most likely they'll never tell you about it. You'll never know it happened because they'll hear it. They probably won't even know you. Nobody like, you go, oh, nobody likes my stuff. Most people don't like comment, email, connect with people on social media. Most people just scroll through and look, but they're watching and they're following along. And if you can make a difference in somebody's life, you're obligated to do that. So I'd say you, you, you have it in yourself to do it. Test the waters, put it out there. You're going to find your voice as you progress. Um, and don't let the, those stories that you tell yourself hold you back. Cause you know, when you think about it, like think about somebody else's done it. Did you think all those thoughts about them when they were doing it? No, you probably gave them no thought at all. And if somebody messed up a speech, you didn't notice it. You just, you just probably remember like, Hey, there's two or three key points that really resonated with me. And I liked them. I heard, I didn't know that they fumbled through the first, you know, 30 seconds of it or, or mispronounced words or stuff like that. You don't remember that stuff. So if they're not remembering it, nobody's going to remember it about you. Just be yourself, put it out there, see what happens. You know, I, I think that's mostly just stories we tell ourselves in our head to hold us back. Couldn't put it better myself. What a good way to finish. <laughs> where, can, uh, awesome. where can people find you, Nate? Uh, best place to find me is natepayo.com. Uh, from there, you can find the podcast. You can find my social media links. and You can connect with me pretty easily there. Awesome. Well, thank you very much awesome. for your time. It's been great talking to you. Thank you so uh, much for having me on. I had a great conversation. Hopefully we'll do it again soon. Fantastic. Cheers, Nate. Thank you. Cheers.